Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, these your sea islands and things like that, and all around the world. What a listen to Hunter Gal. This year, the Queen Quit head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad you wanted to tune in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, where we did get uplifting to the living legacy and a pay ancestral homage. We're so glad that Hunter Chillin' Day, your dish, your day. What a world food day. So we go and do this your thing the Gullah Geechee way. But you know, Every time we start off this year broadcast and things like that, we will make sure we dedicate this year thing to we ancestors. So this year day, we going to dedicate this year to all the family. We're going to fight for we for whole upon land and things like that. A generation after generation. We're so glad that Hunter children still got this year land which for stand. Let me take a moment aside. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So glad if a day right back here upon this year, radio station and thing like that. After coming back from up yonder, where most security is people to did up yonder in Newport, Rhode Island, from this year conference for gentrification and preservation. Then coming from St. Helena Island this evening, we're going to St. Helena School yonder for a meeting where they ever had and thing like that. Have a trade and thing. So that's why it's sure late this evening. Otherwise, you know we be there upon 7 p.m. EST. So I've wanted to wonder what's going on this evening. That's why it's an hour later than normally. 
So I'm so glad that for all the hundred children we taught them not robbery still, but going on a tuning and things like that, even though we are our leaders and we supposed to be, I'm so glad that I wanted to take this year journey with we. So for all the hundred children with the outro and anything like that, now Santa told me to crack my teeth. So let me change over to this one for you because I want to make sure that everyone definitely understands all that is being said. And this is Queen Quet, Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation. I want to thank everybody up in Rhode Island at Salve Regina. I had a wonderful time there at the Gentrification and Cultural Preservation Conference, a reappraisal. And it was wonderful to get into the varying arrays of intellectual dialogue about even the very definitions of gentrification and the forms that gentrifying can take, as well as then to find out some of the work that others have done and even their thought patterns in regard to what destructionaires do when they are coming into various communities. And when those destructionaires come into the community, they often are the ones who use the terms that I just got through hearing at this meeting I left from St. Helena, oh, we're bringing you jobs. The point is then to be a thinking person to question what types of jobs, in what manner will these jobs have a positive impact on the sustainability and self-sufficiency of my community. That's what needs to be said. That's what needs to be asked. And so if you can maintain your own community, you don't have to worry about anybody else bringing in a job because you would be able to have viable enough businesses that you employ the people in your community and you have philanthropy going on that provides for your institutions in that community as well. And so it's critical to me that we get awake, stay woke, as the song says, and as we've said for many years, and then challenge these things while you are awake. Think. Use your head for more than a hat rack. Don't just accept the first thing that somebody's offering you and say, well, this is sufficient for you and your people, while meanwhile this person is going to simply be exploiting your people. So it's going to be sufficient for that individual, but not necessarily for you. So, For those who have been awake for 20 years, who've been fighting this battle for us and helping us sustain our Gullah Geechee community, they are the members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition who sponsor this broadcast every week. And we want to say thank you, thank you to all the hundred children with Anjine. And so you can always find us at gullahgeechee.net. GullahGeechee.net. You can also follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter and on Instagram. And I have some great pictures coming up this week for you on Instagram. Y'all know I don't like to Instagram all day long every day. So I send y'all some more a little bit at a time. So I have some great ones coming up for you from some various things that have been going on over the past few days of this Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. And so we also have our blog, Gullah Geechee Nation. Dot com And we have some more things that's going to be coming up on there this week for you as well, some things that follow up from last broadcast, as well as things about the conference that I just mentioned and this meeting tonight and the economic sustainability of community. But today, in this Gullah Geechee Nation Appreciation Week, I want you to know that today is a very unique day 
in the world that's being celebrated by many of us who are part of the United Nations in one way or another and that link to it. And by the way, if you hadn't yet heard, uh, the U.S. is no longer a part of UNESCO, which works with the United Nations. Um, don't We're not going to get into all the details of that because that's not what this broadcast is about. But I just wanted you to be aware of that in case you weren't already and so that you can kind of ponder that in your mind about all of these things where people should be united and how there are countries wanting to not be a part of that unity, okay? And so we are in the Gullah Geechee Nation still a part of that unity, okay? And so part of the work that we are doing here in the Gullah Geechee Nation from now on to 2030, which this is the International Decade of People of African Descent, and as some people as African descent, we are working on the 17 goals, all right, with 169 targets that was adopted as a 15-year roadmap. So it went from 2015 and it will go on to 2030 in order to look at these things. They're called SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. You have heard me talk about these on the show before, and if you follow me, as I mentioned earlier on Instagram, at Gullah Geechee, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E, same handle on Twitter, and we are Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook. You've seen the images of me outside of posters and signage and banners that actually contain the 17 sustainable development goals for the United Nations. Well, as I mentioned, today is a unique day, and today is a unique day because World Food Day. One of the sustainable development goals is the eradication of hunger around the world. Trying to eradicate poverty and hunger, of course, would need the addressing of people being able to feed themselves. Where do you get the food for all of these people, and how do you make that food accessible globally for all these millions of people? These are critical questions. And so when we start to talk about the sustainable development goals and being a part of the mission of dealing with these goals, let me run them all down to you and then let's focus on some goals that attach to today since this is World Food Day. Now, the goals are as follows. No poverty, zero hunger, good health and well-being, quality education, gender equality, clean water and sanitation, affordable and clean energy, decent work and economic growth, industry, innovation and infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land, peace, justice, and strong institutions, partnerships for the goals. Now, those 17 goals are a dynamo, one might say. It's a massive undertaking to say this will be done around the world in 17 years. Now, let's talk about why they have such things in this list and why the first one, no poverty, number two, zero hunger. 
And then we're talking about World Food Day that ties to other parts on here, especially in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Let's deal with this day, World Food Day, and some of the things that people are addressing on this day or one might say shedding a light on on this day annually. And so with World Food Day, it's about having zero hunger, a global goal for the world to achieve together. And so the eight reasons why zero hunger changes the world is listed on the Internet. And here they are. Zero hunger could save the lives of 3.1 million children per year. Well-nourished mothers have healthier babies with stronger immune systems. Ending child undernutrition could increase a developing country's GDP by 16.5%. A dollar invested in hunger prevention could return between $15 and $139 in benefits. Proper nutrition early in life could mean 46% more in lifetime earnings. Eliminating iron deficiency in a population could boost workplace productivity by 20%. Ending nutrition-related child mortality could increase a workforce by 9.4%. Zero hunger can help build a safer, more prosperous world for everyone. You all know, most of us in the black community, you'll hear, my family got to eat. Yo, we wasn't eating right. Yo, we eating good now. Most of our hustlers in the streets will say the type of terminology that, yo, my baby got to eat, my family got to eat. Yo, my people eating good now. All right? Now. That is because if you are in an impoverished situation, you literally may not know where your next meal is coming from. And that leads people to doing any and everything imaginable to try to ensure that they do have a next meal. So then some people get to the point where they don't want to wonder about where their meals are coming from. They're going to do everything within their power, whether legal or illegal, to get to a point that they don't ever have to experience hunger again and that the people around them can also not have to feel like they're starving or don't have enough. Now, we're getting ready to leave out of Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month and go into November, and people's minds shift immediately to the Holy Days season. One of the biggest holiday days here in the Gullah Geechee Nation is Thanksgiving. has nothing to do with what these other people are celebrating. It's just a day off to eat and eat and eat a couple of days off where families get together and they gouge out. Let's face it. And so now, what do people do in this time of year, November, December? Most of the people who have made decent money, big money, made some stacks, come back to their community and give out food. That's what they do. Bags of food, turkeys, turkeys with a few boxes of some stuffing on the side, canned yams. I can't stand them canned yams. I guess that's because we grow our own. I'm going to get to that in a little while. This type of thing. But if that's all you got, that's all you got. So you'll deal with it. I know I don't like them because I've eaten them, obviously. So here it is that you have a situation where that now represents that I'm giving back to my community. I haven't forgotten where I come from, that I want my people to eat good. Eat They won't say eat well. They're eating good now. We're eating good now. So we're not necessarily because we're eating canned food and box food is not necessarily the best thing to eat. But if that's all you got, that's what you got to eat. 
Well, we have these hurricanes, and we are still in the midst of hurricane season. Non-perishable goods are one of the first things that we tell you to have stored up because if your refrigeration devices cannot function, you still want to have something that you can eat. So World Food Day, I encourage people today, and I I tweeted it, we posted it on Facebook, on all the different sites we have. We wanted people to take this day, if they did nothing else, to at least go share food with somebody else, especially if that person is homeless. Because if they're homeless, they don't have a kitchen or anything or anywhere to store food, a pantry, and those kind of things. So please make sure somebody like that ate. I did not say go and share your food with somebody who's in poverty. Back to that number one SDG. Because poverty is based on income levels, and it is usually a calculated number. Remember, I'm a mathematician. It is a calculated number that becomes a benchmark or standard in a particular country or nation or state, as we would call all these nations in in the U.N., that then determines whether someone is at the poverty line, above the poverty line, or below the poverty line. And now how far above or below has a whole bunch of other factors in it that, of course, if we eliminate people being hungry at all, if we eliminate food insecurity around the world, we would be able to eliminate a lot of the other things and the ills that come from poverty. There is a song, there is a reggae song, a hungry man is a dangerous man. Listen to that song. Do your homework. And it is true. So here it is. Your mind doesn't function clearly when you don't have proper nutrition. So that's why I say once again, these non-perishable goods are good for the storm and sustaining you for a while, but that's not what you want on a day-to-day basis for the rest of your life, is to eat things that people can classify in certain countries like the U.S. as food-like substances, things that have gone through processing, that they've dried out everything, taken out the nutrients, added a lot of chemicals to preserve it and keep it in that can or that box, or powdered it for you to add water, for you to bring it back to a a status that looks as if it's like the normal food that you would have gotten had you grown it out of the ground, harvested it, took it in, and prepared it. So when we start to talk about World Food Day here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, the Gullah Geechee Way, and we tie it to these sustainable development goals, it is critical that we don't have poverty in the Gullah Geechee Nation. But let's talk about that for a minute. A lot of times when I hear people say, I'm hungry, you're not hungry. You ain't been hungry a day in your life. You want something to eat other than what you have in your house. That's what most Gullah Geechis mean when they say, I'm hungry. They just want to put something in their mouth again to chew for that day. Not that they've gone days and days or months or weeks or anything like that without food. When you see those poor children on television with the stomach swollen, and the rib cages look that you can see, that is a clear sign of hunger. Weakness, you can't even get up and move because you don't have any nutrients to sustain your body. That's actual hunger. So when we talk about zero hunger, we're not talking about you just wanting steak because you're tired of eating shrimp, all right, because you go shrimping all the time. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people who literally don't have food. So now, that, to me, is true poverty. When you don't have a roof over your head, you don't have food at all, or you don't know where your next meal is coming from, and you have to really figure that out on a regular basis, 
Now we're talking about real poverty. And many of us have never witnessed real poverty unless we travel outside the boundaries of the Gullah Geechee Nation. I have seen it, but it has been outside the boundaries of the Gullah Geechee Nation. I have seen people in the Gullah Geechee Nation throw food away that somebody else, somewhere else, would have gladly eaten. But they scrape it out to the dog, the cat, the hog pen. So we have to begin to look at what are we doing that now brings poverty upon us as a nation of people because we discard the blessings we have. So we have to really take a serious look at that. And that has a lot to do with Western influence. That has to do with being around people who keep telling you more and more and more like this is a song that you want more, you should have more, you're entitled to have it, it doesn't matter, you don't want that, get rid of it, throw it out, not thinking about who else could use it and not thinking about how much money you just scraped off that plate into the garbage, how much effort and sweat equity was just scraped off that plate into the garbage or to the dog or to the cat or to the hog. Now, I'm saying the dogs and the cat and the hog don't have to eat. I'm an animal lover too. But, are they eating at the expense of another human being going lacking because you just, as we say, hold on, I too long. So now, what is it we're throwing away that we then want to replace with fast food, food-like substances, some chips, some snacks, some ice cream that does not provide for our good health and well-being? You cannot sustain a people without proper nutrition and clearness of mind. So once again, being able to make sure that people have food and have healthy food, natural food, not GMO food, not franken food, not food-like substances, helps people to have good health. And when they have better health, they should have a better well-being. I know that some people with great health and they mean as a rattlesnake. So whatever their spiritual well-being is, we're not talking about right now. But we're just going to talk about their ability to actually use their mind, to get up and move around, they have their eyesight, their limbs are intact, their breathing is intact without any devices, this type of thing, to be able to run if you needed to run. Now, the quality of education doesn't teach us how to actually feed ourselves properly. It does not teach most people how to farm food or that food even grows out of the ground, for that matter, or is swimming around out in the creek or how to go get it. Quality education has a lot to do with, in a lot of nation states, has a lot to do with the regurgitation of information out of books and whether or not your school has books, has computers, has the latest technology, and people will say, well, you got a quality education because of the representations of the school in people's minds. But what is the quality of life that you get from the education that you've gained there? Or did you get miseducated? Have you been taught like what they've been teaching tonight, that essentially we need people to do trades because we need people to work for other people? Or were you taught that you need to be in a self-sustaining position so that you can be self-sufficient enough to own your own land and to be able to work that land and then work that land in such a way that you can build whatever home you'd like but also be able to sustain edible crops around your home so that you can continue to ensure that you'll always have something to eat. So you'll always be healthy because you know what went on to or into 
that ground onto and into the vegetation that you then will take into your body. Across the world, throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation, a great deal of people who still farm are women, especially in Africa. Women are major farmers there. Women run a lot of marketplaces in West Africa. That has been the case in my family for generations. Men and women farm. I learned a great deal of my farming ability from my mother primarily. And so the gender equality issue ties back to food. The mother is the one who will feed the people in the house, male or female in the house, generally speaking. So we would want the balance to be there that if there are farms or farming tools needed, farming training needed, that men and women have access to that so that they can, again, feed themselves and their families can eat good. All right? Now, we're talking about farming. We're talking about needing to irrigate those farms. Rain fell today. People were very happy who have farms throughout the Sea Islands. We are very happy when it's just raining and it's not hurricanes because hurricanes bring you too much water too rapidly all at once. That then damages the seeds, and then we also have a lot of issues then with seafood because we'll have massive seafood closures, especially this time of year, where now the shellfish harvesting is critical to us, seafood, oysters, I mean, shrimps, oysters, all of these things. You do not want to be put in a position where your water is not sanitary that they feel that there are too many pollutants that are now in the water. And so the oysters and the other things that cleanse the water on their own don't have enough time to sufficiently clean them out and that there's too much fresh water that just inundated your salt water so that once again the whole process is not happening in the manner that it should. So clean water and sanitation are still, again, tied to your food supply and your food waste. You do not want massive septic tank failures when you're on sea islands because then that gets into the waterway and gets in there rapidly. It's not just about what got into the aquifer if you have what we call city water that many times gets cut off because they'll say the water is not potable. And then if they turn it on, they'll tell you you have to boil it. Why are you boiling it? Because at certain temperatures, certain bacteria will get killed so that it will not harm you and that you don't get waterborne diseases, which is a problem in many other countries. This is a big issue when I traveled to Morocco last year, being concerned about drinking things that were not bottled, that were not imports, because if you drank the water from the tap, and the water, of course, people get it right at the tap, is they cook your food with, you could end up having sickness with the food. And that's because the water is not clean, not sanitary. So now when we talk about how does this tie to affordable and clean energy, one might say, well, food ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, wait a minute. You could tie your food in with this entire thing about your affordable and clean energy because if you had more affordable energy bills, you could eat that much better at it. Okay. Oh, do you always say good? Oh, okay. So you would go right ahead and you could eat better because you'd have more money or you could have saved more financially. 
and sustain yourself more. You could purchase land if you don't already have it or expand what you do have. You could get more seeds with the money that you're not spending on high light bills and energy bills if you have clean energy that's more affordable like solar-powered panels on your home. And that's another topic for another night, but I just wanted to tie it in right here real quick to the food. Decent work and economic growth. There's nothing indecent about farming. There are many people of African descent that I've learned are offended by someone telling them to farm for their own food because somehow in their mind that makes them a slave. You're only a slave if you're farming the food for somebody else and then you don't get paid, but they take away the food. You control your own food and your economics on your own land. It's self-sufficiency. It's not a deficiency, and it's a decent work to do. You can then turn around, and what you cannot consume physically yourself, you can sell. That helps your economic growth. Restaurants in the Gullah Geechee Nation are a major economic driver for our cultural heritage, tourism, and tourism industries. That's why where there are Gullah Geechee pop-up dinners, like one that B.J. Dennis is doing this week on Hilton Head and other places, people flock to these affairs because this is part of the economic engine, but this is part of the industry that people want to tap into. They want to travel to learn about other cultures, and this is something that you could even do still through food. People are taking food tours. People want to know if you will give them classes for food ways. We do a great deal of things where we do fish fries and other delectable dinners um, with our Gullah Geechee Fishing Association members for groups that come in through the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's Gullah Root Experience Tour and Workshop. So we now have a whole other industry that we've innovated and used the infrastructure from our cultural traditions to put forth as another economic driver. It does reduce the inequalities amongst our people because men and women then can contribute to that process. And those men and women who have other Gullah Geechee items, like Naturally Geechee, who has natural body products for you, lotions and grease and things of this nature, lip balms, all of this. These companies that we can have at affairs, at functions, and people want a holistic approach. So if they're taking in food in a healthy way, they want the rest of their body to also have healthy, natural things on it as well. So the inside and the outside is taken care of, and we have men and women who are contributing to these industries. So now reducing the inequalities amongst us gender-wise and otherwise and the inequalities in the economic power in the Gullah Geechee Nation so that we do have sustainable cities, communities, rural environments on the island, as well as our urbanized environments. The more that we work together, the more people want to come in and see what that looks like as a collective unit of people holding on to your cultural heritage, and the more they will contribute to your economy directly without the middleman. So that then leaves the responsibility of consumption and production on us. If we're not producing, there's nothing to consume. Otherwise, then if we're not producing, we are the consumers. And so then if we're only consuming from the outside, you deteriorate your community from within. If you are consuming that which is not healthy for you to consume, then you also deteriorate your body. 
so now you no longer sustain your good health and your well-being. You don't have good health and well-being. You can't get your book learning in. You you can't be well-educated when your mind is not clear. So you are always going to be in an impoverished situation, and the equality is not going to be there for you economically because other people who are more focused are the ones who are more likely to make more money than you do to be able to afford to continue to grow economically and then to be able to invest in any types of industries and innovations and even the infrastructure of their very homes that they want to be able to do. So this comes around to what kind of climate are you in? What type of environment are you in? Are you in an environment that even affords you the opportunity to have greenery around you, to have pristine waters around you, to have a safe environment that you even live in? What type of climate is there? But when we talk about it in the SDGs and they say climate action, they're really talking about climate change dynamics and climate science and what actions can be taken in regard to what is happening in the world and this the carbon emissions and how that is damaging the atmosphere and that is now intensifying a number of things, ocean acidification, the intensity of the storms, the number of storms that we're having, and apparently even the direction of storms because as of today, Ireland and the U.K., were hit with a tropical cyclone, a tropical storm went to them. It's another thing to talk about during Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month since it's in the midst of the hurricane zone. We're in the midst of a hurricane zone, and this celebration happens in the midst of hurricane season and right after the peak of it. Think about it. Hurricanes tend to travel the route of enslavement, but we never saw one go to the continent of the people who started the transatlantic slave trade triangle until now. I haven't. I never heard of this. And many people are wondering now about this today. It's a shock. But now, what actions do we take so that we don't have to worry about how many of these storms are going to keep coming and how intense and how much worse they can be and what else they can damage and how do we rebuild and especially how do you eat? How do you sustain yourself? When all this debris has come and damaged your farming area, all the salt water is now on land, and your land is not going to be as efficient in terms of your harvest as it was before because of that. How do you contend with that? How do you deal with not being able to go out during the season and make your money as a seaworking person if your boat got capsized because of a storm? or got damaged because of debris that hit it in the water. What do you do? What can you take? What is it that you can change in your life every day to help sustain the environment so the environment will help sustain you? Well, let's start to think about the life below the water. Ocean acidification is a major issue. And so the creatures that are within the water are becoming harmed. Many people come here to eat our seafood. Many people eat Gullah Geechee Nation seafood around the world. It gets harvested here. It gets placed on major trucks and other ships and gets shipped out to others. Defusky Island, for instance, was a major producer of the Defusky Oyster. Defusky Oyster Factories was globally known. And now you would not dare eat shellfish 
from around the Fusky or Hilton Head Islands because of the pollutants in the water. It's not sustainable. So what you do on land, life on land, has a connection to life below water. What are we doing? What types of things are we using? Are we continuing to use things that will not biodegrade? These are critical things that we have to look at. The more unstable the world becomes in regard to food security, then we have more of a challenge with sustainable goal number 16. Yeah, we're up to number 16 already. Peace around the world. Justice that we should have for everyone and strong institutions. There are a lot of meetings about environmental injustice. They call it environmental justice groups because we're seeking justice. But in most of those meetings, it's just us there. We live in some of the most polluted zip codes in the U.S. as black people. And those things lead to why there need to be a concerted effort in the global black community for these SDGs. And I pray that the work we're doing here in the Gullah Geechee Nation can help empower and enlighten others as to what work they could do in their communities to bring some justice as opposed to injustice there and to have peace there. Because once people are fed well and they don't feel a threat to their ability to live in a place, they're much more peaceful people. When you don't own anything and you pay rent and you're eating out of cans and whatever, garbage can might be included in that, all right, and you have a lot of noise pollution around you constantly, you become a hostile individual in, in general. You become very on edge where you don't necessarily live peacefully and you don't necessarily trust what's in your global environment. I had a friend of mine tell me in New York City just a few days ago, I just don't trust no nothing out here. I don't trust the world. Born and raised in New York. That was her statement. And so here it is that if you have a peaceful environment, you have more strong institutions there because the people have the ability, the wherewithal, and the finances to sustain those institutions. We have cultural buildings that we call institutions, but you also can institutionalize that which you do at all times and through all things. And the Gullah Geechee Nation has institutionalized the various food ways and traditions that we have, and others have exploited it. We have companies named Gullah because no one in Charleston challenged these people that were buckers when they came along labeling things with these names. When the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition came along and started challenging people naming things with our name on it to simply exploit our culture, then we became pariahs and folks that folks didn't want to be around, didn't want to work with. So when you start looking at things through that lens, that now challenges your partnerships. But we wouldn't want to partner with anybody that thinks that they should be able to economically be empowered by using our culture, the name Gullah or the name Geechee, on things that literally are not Gullah or Geechee, but are some invention of somebody else's mind, has nothing to do with being able to sustain a culture into the future, has nothing to do with San Kofa, going back for fetching, uh, to learn to teach our children how to do things from the land the way that their elders and their ancestors did so that they can sustain themselves and develop in a manner that is healthy and befitting who they are, people blessed by God. 
So here it is in the midst of Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. I thought it not robbery to make you aware of these various things and how they tie to the global structures, how they tie to global celebrations, but also global actions and work. And World Food Day, I felt, was critical that we digest something that's for our intellect that can help us grow mentally, intellectually, spiritually, that can guide us into the future with healthy people that do are not impoverished, that nobody is literally hungry, that have good health, that we can then teach things that loan to the quality of life and that really be our benchmark for quality education, that of self-sufficiency of individuals, so that they can go out here and have a just and an equal world where they reduce the inequalities of everybody. Gender lines no longer exist or anything, that then they work together collaboratively to make sure that we have clean water and proper sanitation for everyone so that the life below the water can be sustained. And our actions on land have to do with affordable and clean energy so that we can have decent work and economic growth through industries and innovations that involve the sciences that will build our future infrastructure that will make our places such that they are hurricane-proofed, that they are things, buildings that can be aquatic even, so that we can continue to sustain our cultural communities and our cities. Let us be responsible for what we produce here and what is consumed here. Don't allow others for nam pun we and things like that. Don't really big fish for nam pun the leaf fish and nam a free and we the day ain't going there. We the binya and we going be a. But you have to take action. A lot of this has to do with climate action. What changes can we make individually that will be actions that will better the world, that will reverse all of these chemical emissions that will reverse the damage to the earth, the damage to the environment. So we can work together as partners globally to bring peace and justice and more strength, strength to strength, iron sharpeneth iron, and let us institutionalize these 17 SDGs as permanent things around the world. I'm for everyone who is willing to do that. And if you want to work with us, you can contact us at gullahgeechee.net, G-U-L-L-A-H, or you can go to gullahgeechination.com and email us. You can email us at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. You may have an organization, a small group, a group of young people, a group of elders that say, well, we want to do some intergenerational work in regard to this issue, please email us, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com if you are interested in working with us. And interestingly enough on that note, this time of year during Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month, it also happens to be the time that annually we start to do our planning and our booking for not only my annual world tour, but also for Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month, which is March. And today alone, we must have had about six different colleges we were communicating with that are going to be bringing their students to us. Well, some were high schools, actually. I think two are high schools, and then about four that were universities, college level. And so 
they are planning now to be able to come in March to work with us for Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month. So even if you are a group that says, well, we are not in that area, but we want to develop a partnership and then do some long-term cultural exchanges, even in other parts of the world, uh, you want to be able to do some things here or come here and learn some things and take it back, or you have some knowledge that you want to bring to us, please, again, email us to G-U-L-L. G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. You can follow us at GullahGeecheeNation.com, Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, and Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook as well. And so if you decide that you're going to follow us on social media, please know we're not going to do a bunch of negotiation and communication through Messenger. You can send an initial inquiry through Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook but you're going to be sent the email address again so you can contact us directly at the office. So once again, that email is G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. That way we can sustain an ongoing dialogue no matter what the social media platform decides to do and how they decide to alter it, and that also provides opportunities for the communication to be archived, to be shared, and other documents to be provided and links to other things to be provided effectively and efficiently as well. And so we want you to be able to reach out, connect, and then let us sustain the relationships that we build because no matter what, only way that we survive globally is by developing positive working relationships. Most people ain't inviting you to their table to sit down, much less to eat, if they don't have a positive relationship with you. And I recommend if they don't have a positive relationship with you, it might behoove you not to sit down and eat with them or have anything to drink for a number of reasons. So when we're talking about World Food Day, We need to look at how and why are we sitting down at this time in the world to needing to have such a thing as a World Food Day. Why in the world is it that we have to even celebrate agriculture? You see, why do we have to take fights against hunger if we're throwing food out all the time? How long has this been going on? For another song, how long has this been going on? Okay? Every year World Food Day has a theme. This year is called Change the Future of Migration. Invest in food security and rural development. In over 150 countries, World Food Day events go on. World Food Day actually started and was established by the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations back in 1945. It's celebrated on October the 16th every year because that was actually the day that they founded the Food and Agricultural Organization of the UN. So the Many groups that celebrate it, that acknowledge it, that participate in it are those who more often than not are focused on food security. And so every year they come up with a new theme. They put that out to the member countries and organizations of the U.N. 
and then they proceed with the various themes and things that they do. Now, when they started out in 1945, World Food Day didn't have a theme. They went on for many years, in fact, all the way to 1981, before they started adopting themes. And then for 81 and 82, Food Comes First was a theme. Believe it or not, 1983, Food Security was the theme, okay? And then in 85, Rural Poverty was a theme, 84 was women in agriculture, but 86 was fishermen and fishing communities. Now, had we known that here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we could have had a celebration to beat the band. It took a while before we knew that such celebrations happened. But now that we know, we participate because we're still an agrarian people. We're still a sea-working people. And so we want to make sure that people understand why it's so valuable to us how the land is treated, how the waterways are treated, because it, our lives literally depend on it. Those are the places of our food sources. And so that's why I thought it was important to take this time to talk about why celebrate World Food Day and how Hunter Chilling can do in the Gullah Geechee way. Not a reason to cause you to have a early Thanksgiving by making 20, 30 dishes of food and having them spread out there and eating until you fall asleep. No, that's not why we're doing this show here. We wanted to make sure you were aware of this so that you could share what you do have with someone else who may not have as much food as you have. And if you say, well, it was a late broadcast tonight, and no, I didn't know about this, you know, before, and if I did, maybe I could have taken some food around to somebody or help at the food bank or make a contribution in some way. That's quite all right. You can still do that. It's all right to go ahead and do something the rest of the month and say, this is what I want to offer to a homeless person. This is what I want to give to a food bank in order to help eradicate poverty and hunger. And so I don't think anybody's going to be mad with you for you coming a day or a month or a week, I mean, or a few weeks or whatever, a few days after the official celebration and still helping to feed somebody physically. But I pray that tonight I've been able to feed your mind as well as your body. And I just want to say to all my listeners globally, thank you, thank you to all of Hunter Chillin. What a fan and thing like that air. This show we show. Gotta get your rhythm radio. I've heard from many of you by email. I've gotten many congratulations and accolades and things from people even via so via social media about the empowerment that this show gives you or the enlightenment that this show gives you. And so that's why I thought it not robbery to continue this show. And I just want to point out that I just realized because of an upgrade with blogtalkradio.com that this is our eighth season, the eighth season doing the show. And come December, which will be the 20th uh, anniversary, as we culminate this 20th anniversary year for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, we will end up going into our ninth season. So that will be us heading into that number of completion. And so, and now it just was nine minutes left to the show, right as I said that. And so I know that that is a divine order. That's a divine indicator. And so it's important to us 
that the listeners around the world know how much we appreciate you. Whether you listen live, whether you are able to listen in the archive versions later on, whether you go to GullahGeecheeNation.com and follow the blogs that we have that attach to the various broadcasts, whether you download this to your iPad, to your iPods, and listen to it later as you're jogging, as you're riding, as you're walking, we appreciate you. You can still also go to iTunes and subscribe to the broadcast for free, as well as subscribing or clicking to follow it here at blogtalkradio.com. And so just go to blogtalkradio.com slash Gullah Geechee. Once again, Gullah is G-U-L-L-A-H, Geechee is G-E-E-C-H-E-E. And before I open up the phone lines, because I have a question for people, I was notified this morning that Cornelia Bailey of Sopolo Island, Georgia, passed away. I'm still awaiting full confirmation and more details about that um, to ensure what is going on because I have yet to find more information, but I was told that. And so uh, definitely my heart goes out to Sopolo Island for a number of reasons, fighting battles and issues regarding even being able to get FEMA assistance to it. The last storm took quite some time to get their lights back on and other infrastructure going there because it's only a handful of people that are there. And then there was a law loophole where they were saying they shouldn't be even entitled to FEMA. And so they will not have an event this weekend. There will not be a Sopolo Island Cultural Day this year at this time. And there will not be a Gullah Geechee Unity and Community in Savannah either this weekend. And so I just wanted to make sure that my listeners are well aware of that um, because there's a number of different things that's going on. And so one thing with Sopolo is the fact that they are still in a restoration mode there. And so if anyone who is listening is from Sopolo and can provide me some more information here, i definitely like you to call in. But if you want to call in about the SDGs or about World Food Day and how you're participating, how you're contributing to help feed the people, you are welcome to dial in to 347-324-3903. 347-324-3903. I also want to let everyone know, since this is Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month, that we definitely appreciate everybody that came out to the Moja Arts Celebration in Charleston and support the various activities, but especially Sugar in the Grits. All right, we talk about World Food Day. How could you leave that title out? Sugar in the Grits that was done by the Gullah Geechee Angel Network. The show went very well. Thank Vanity for the whole presentation thank Elder Carly Town and Gullah Geechee People Productions for having that production this year for the Moja Arts Celebration. We're looking forward to many, many other blessings coming out of there. And at any given time, you can contribute to the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, which is the official 501c3 of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Just go to Gullah Geechee Angel Network.com. Gullah Geechee Angel Network.com. And you can definitely support. We still have our GoFundMe campaign going on that is for overall legal support for all the work that we have to do and all the battles that we have to fight in court to keep our land amongst our people. Because even with these SDGs, you've heard of the various inequalities. No, all things are not yet equal. So that is why we still fight for justice. That is why we still fight for peace and so that we have a strong institution of self-determination. We are institutionalizing that and self-sufficiency and 
maintaining that which our ancestors did and that we are doing and we can continue to do. And so I definitely thank everybody that has planted a little something for this fall season, has a fall crop out there already. And I know y'all say fall, it could be winter soon. And so I know tonight's temperature is supposed to drop too after that rain. And so definitely I pray that everyone has a warm home and that you are warmed by this message tonight and by our people sticking together and staying together. And so thank you, thank you to all of Hunter Chillin. What uncomfort join we well yeti all this for who we be down your initial land of the Gullah Geechee. One more again, Hunter can find we at gullahgeechee.net and Hunter Chillin know who this year. This year the head upon the body. This year the Queen Quet, the head of state for the Gullah Geechee Nation. And so glad he one more again that Hunter Chillin tune in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. So we have some more broadcasts coming up this month, continuing our celebration of Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Awareness Month. So we just want to tell you, get out there, support our businesses, support the community, continue to support cultural living, cultural legacy. And we want to be right there where Hunter to be, because we, Gullah Geechee, ain't a going nowhere off these islands in the sea. This is the Queen Quet Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. <laughs> <laughs> 